another episode of blissful mind podcast my name is manny and for this week and for the foreseeable future we have a new co-host her name is dana hey guys um yeah my name is dana i'm super excited to be here super excited that um, manny asked me um to co-host um yeah, we met, what, over a year ago? Yes, over a year ago. Yeah, over yeah. a year ago at My House Music Fest mm-hmm. in Chicago, and um, it's just amazing that we've been able to keep in touch. Yes. We we're both in similar career fields, yes. so, which is even more awesome. So, yeah, yeah. super happy to join you guys. In yeah, show. I'm excited for this opportunity um, for the both of us. Uh, unfortunately, Iris has got some things going on in her life that um, is making her unable to, you know, do the podcast anymore. So I wanted to introduce everyone to Dana. We actually met. So what happened was we were at the My House Music Festivals. I was with the Chicago Shufflers and I was looking at the Instagram and I noticed uh, the Instagram that you basically were controlling for their Instagram. It was, it was recording like us. And I was like, okay, they're, they're around us somewhere. And then I saw you recording, and I, I just put the two together, and I was like, "Oh, are you the are you the one like controlling the Instagram, whatever?" And then you said, "Yeah," and then we just hit it off, and I introduced you to Stephanie. Shout out Stephanie, and yeah, that was pretty much Steph. it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we were talking and um, found out that we're both in the counseling field. Yes, you know, um, yes. setting to be therapists, mm-hmm. which. I don't know. It's amazing how life works. Yeah, right? Like, what are the chances? Oh, absolutely. What are the chances? And now we're here. Now we're here. Yeah. Yeah. So this week, uh, I had mentioned on the Instagram and mentioning now that we wanted to talk a little bit about how to deal with the unexpected and what the unexpected is, what that means. So Dana, for I guess everyone out there, what, what is dealing with the unexpected? What is unexpected like in life? So... Dealing with the unexpected. So the unexpected, I think, is super um, relevant, I guess, for us just because we've had a friend who has recently come into an unexpected situation, a pretty Mm -hmm. big unexpected situation. And Mm so um, the unexpected can look like a variety of things. It could be unexpected event happening at the workplace, happening within your family. I mean, COVID, everything going on right now has been unexpected. So it's those situations and those, you know, sometimes crisis situations that come up that catch us off guard. We don't Mm -hmm. know how to deal with it. We don't know how to respond to it because we aren't anticipating it. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's unexpected and it, it can be scary, but I also think that um, unexpected situations can be really positive and enlightening as well right because they can also you know bring out the best in you just like they can also bring out the worst in you right that's how you handle the situation so um for unexpected it can be out of the blue it can be of an unexpected situation because of your own doing and or an unexpected situation from outside forces that affected you know the plans that you had or the way you thought something was going to go but then things change obviously covid is an obvious one you know 
Everyone's mm-hmm. dealing with the whole unemployment. I'm unemployed, so that's unexpected. And having to figure out, okay, how do I apply for unemployment, all that. Um, yeah, I think it's something that a lot of people are still trying to figure out how to deal with, right? Yeah, definitely, especially because... Um, it's really hard to adapt and be flexible to situations that you're not anticipating. Um, you know, no one expected, you know, to maybe be furloughed or, you know, lose their job or no one expects to be caught off guard or, um, or maybe have like a, an internal like shock Mm -hmm. sort of feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. when something happens. So, um, it's really hard to be flexible and adapt when, you know, something just happens, but, and that, and that's life. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty scary. It's pretty scary. I know. Um, it's pretty interesting. Um, I don't know. We're all so different, mm-hmm. and especially in terms of the way we respond to things, mm-hmm. crisis situations. And um, it's definitely a learning experience. The unexpected is most certainly learning yes, experience. Yes, it is a learning experience. And that's what we're going to talk about today is, you know, what's worked for us, what hasn't. Um And we're going to give some examples in our own lives so that all of you can kind of get a hold of how we've dealt with things and realize that we're humans too and we mess up all the time. Uh, I wanted to give this opportunity to you to give kind of that first example. You know, what is that like for you? How how did you deal with the unexpected? How do you deal with it? Yeah, so um, I guess for me, I've kind of had to learn how to adapt throughout my life. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I'm originally from LA mm-hmm. and um, I moved to Colorado unexpectedly after that wow. and then I only lived there for a year and a half before mm-hmm. I unexpectedly moved to Illinois. Mm. So um, I didn't expect to be so far away from my family. Most of my family, they're still in LA okay. or across California. Yeah. So I didn't expect that. I didn't expect having to move and live in such a drastic environment, a mm-hmm. uh, drastically different environment from which I came from. So that was an adjustment, you know, not being around people who look like me or who I could relate with. Right. Um, and that was, it was really hard um, to adjust to that um, and to deal with that. And um, in order to do that, I mean, I had no choice but to be flexible in that situation, so I kind of just had to roll with the punches. You know, mm-hmm. I was a kid, so it's not like I yeah. could be like, Mom and Dad, I don't want to move. Like, yeah. No, you're going, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of had to figure it out. But I think dealing with those unexpected situations, um, it helped me become more confident in mm-hmm. terms of other unexpected situations that come up um, or that have came up. Um, I guess another big unexpected personal story um, besides me moving across the country um, recently in my life I've had a relative who was unexpectedly diagnosed with a a pretty um, heavy um, mental disorder Mm -hmm. and that was very unexpected um, just because nobody ever expects for their loved one to have such a harsh diagnosis um this person um is diagnosed with two disorders two mental illness disorders okay and so um definitely unexpected definitely 
came from left it's it's like it came from left field but then it didn't Mm -hmm. um it came from left field in the sense of you know me and my my family and I we didn't expect it but at the same time like piecing together clues looking back Mm -hmm. on our lives and everything like that and experiences I guess it made sense um but in having to adjust with that um Honestly, not going to lie, when first hearing about the diagnosis and everything in regards to this family member, I was crushed and very sad and upset Mm -hmm. and kind of turning inward on myself, you know, being like, what could have I done better? You know, how could I have prevented this? You know, what, you know, and and I think it's so easy for us to turn around and, you know, blame ourselves and stuff like that when, um, yeah, so I, I dealt with that, and then eventually I did get to a point where, you know, this is sad and this sucks, but, you know, how are we going to deal with it? You know, how am I going to deal with it? How am I going to be the support system that this relative of mine needs? You mm-hmm. know, how am I going to educate myself so that I'm in the best position to Okay, I see that solution-focused. Yes, you know that solution-focused <laughs> yes. therapy, okay? But, um and it's definitely easier said than done. Like, I don't yeah. want you guys to think that, oh, yeah, you know, she was wallowing and sad. And then all of a sudden she just woke just and was up. like, oh, I'm ready to take on the no, day. Absolutely not. Not at not. all. Not at all. Not and, at all. and everybody has to get to that point of enlightenment and awareness for themselves mm-hmm. in their own time. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there. It, you know, different things happen for different people at different times. And that's perfectly OK. But I had to then be like, you know, this is the situation at hand. You know, how am I going to change my perspective and um, I guess embrace it more so than look down upon it? Um, And so just looking at ways to embrace it and see the beauty in the situation rather than all of the negative, which, again, is easier said than done. Mm -hmm. But um, what I'm learning or what I've learned from that situation is that um, we don't have to be defined by these unexpected events that occur to us. Um, right. We can choose to persevere and see the beauty within it and truly look at it as the learning lesson that it is and look at the opportunity that exists within it. So I guess when I say opportunity, you know, for instance, now that I am a- aware and have a personal connection to um, these specific disorders, now I want to be even more of an advocate for them. So because of that, um, it's it's made me want to put in more work to bring awareness around these important issues. So yeah, and yeah. I think you're doing a really good job with that, and that's kind of why we're we connected so well is because we're in the same field and we want to bring awareness to certain disorders and maybe, and I think that happens a lot because of the fact that something personal has happened to us, right? So something personal recently just happened to me with someone who has um, a disorder that it's it's like a personality disorder. And then, you know, they have all these other things going on in their lives. And it's made me want to buy, I actually bought books on it. Um, I'm watching YouTube videos on it because now it's giving me the passion to want to learn. And so I think that's, that's really good to hear that, you know, you're, you're, putting in that work to want to learn and to find out how you can adapt and cope and help family members, I'm sure, because 
when you get a disorder diagnosed, for some people it's a sigh of relief, but then now all the, the real work is figuring out how do you deal with it when a loved one has a certain diagnosis or when a loved one is dealing with a lot of pain, how do you handle that for yourself and, you know, for your family members? Have you, um, I mean, what have you found so far? You you don't have to go into detail. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people are under the assumption that when someone is diagnosed with something, you know, it's their work and their work alone. Mm. Um, saying that to say that whenever you're dealing with a crisis event, any crisis event, it's all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to have a part. Everyone needs to be willing to provide support and care and an ear, a hand, whatever, whatever you want to call it. You know, right. everyone needs to be able to be available and to be supportive and to be willing to do whatever it takes um, to help that person and do whatever it takes to educate themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. Especially like within our communities, both of us being people of color, mm-hmm. um, it, it's so important to be aware and to educate ourselves, especially um, as our communities are the ones who are typically dealing with um, a lot of adverse childhood experiences mm-hmm. and just different um, events, you know just how things are, you know, set up systemically and we can go on and on and on and on about Oh yeah, that, we could. Yeah. We could, absolutely. <laughs> but um but yeah, so I would say yeah, just education, being an advocate, you know, if you just correcting people if you hear someone, you know, posing judgment or whatever it may be. Oh yeah. Be. I I I have a great example. I actually was at a um it was after Green no, was it after Green Velvet? No, it was after a rave I went to last week. Um Dombrowski in Noizu, yes. So what happened was I was there, and then the friend at the party was, he said something along the lines of, oh, that's gay, or whatever. And I was like, but you don't really mean that, do you? And I had to correct him. He was, he was, I won't say drunk, but he was pretty there, but I still had to correct him. So that's an example of correcting people. and But doing it in a way that's, you know, not, I'm not angry. I just want you to not say that around me. Um, to let him know that it's not okay to say those things. So that's an example of definitely you know, correcting. Well, yeah, because if you don't, I don't want to say like call him out, but yeah, call him out. Whoop, whoop, you know, like because <laughs> yeah. well, because if you don't, and, and he's my good friend too, so he he was like, okay, yeah, I get it. And it's like, can you yeah. say this? And can you you could just say it's dumb. Yeah. Instead. Well, and it's all depending, like you said, how you mm-hmm. approach it and how you frame it. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you don't, you know, call things out or point them out you know how will people learn you know how will people you know you basically helped your friend you Mm -hmm. know say he was in a different situation around different people it could have ended up worse because of what he said you know so you did him a favor and helped him you know kind Mm -hmm. of grow and learn yeah and that's that's why i think going back to the whole you have to do your own research when it comes to who you want to be and a lot of times events that happen in our lives that um, that we weren't expecting, that are unexpected, they cause us to want to, you know, figure out, okay, how do I adapt and change? How do I better myself? Um, it could be a physical injury. Um, like, I think I, I sprained my thumb, and so now I'm, like, learning how to do thumb exercises and whatnot, and I'm researching on that. I've, I've gotten a lot of injuries um, throughout my, not, like, really bad ones, but it's, it's an example of dealing with the unexpected. Okay, now I have to listen to my body more, have to rest, 
Maybe if my body, if I'm in pain, I shouldn't be going to the gym and trying to lift heavy weight. Um, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, now that you've kind of explained a little bit about the unexpected for you. Yeah, what's the unexpected for you? Let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it, shall we? Um, so the unexpected for you was more was like a what? Um, I guess it was out of the blue, yeah, combination of out of the blue. Yeah, out of the blue, you know, um, not anticipating it yeah. to happen, but yeah. having to deal with it mm-hmm. and roll with the punches. So my unexpected, and this has basically happened before, um, this is more kind of of my own doing and outside forces. So I knew it was coming, but not in the way I thought it was going to go. So for me, it was relationships, romantic partners. Um, The last one I had and the one before that, I've noticed a similar um, theme, not in specifically them per se, but more just in me. Um, And it was realizing that, okay, this, this person comes into my life out of nowhere and it's unexpected and it's exciting. Unfortunately didn't work for me was um kind of devoting all my time to them and because of i devoted all my time to them i lost sight of myself i stopped doing my own hobbies my own interests uh things that make me my own self-identity uh and so because of that when i had to break up with them it was really painful because then i felt alone i felt lonely and so I had to get reacclimated, figuring out, okay, how do I be Manny again by himself? That which I was, I was doing just fine. Um, like for example, this last person I was talking to, um, it was great, but I ran. I same thing again. I lost myself. I was a little bit too lenient on my core beliefs and what I truly believe in, in not only like spiritual faith, um, finances, things of that nature. Um, it really affected the way it affected like I, I wasn't allowing myself to be very hard nosed. I need to set boundaries. So it was teaching me how to set boundaries for this last one. Um, and this, this person, they're, they're an amazing person. I'll, I'll never speak badly of them because I don't want to speak poorly of anyone. Um, they were very challenging and they have a lot going on in their lives that I figured, okay, you know what? I'm not the right person for you. Um, and vice versa. And so I need to let this go. And it was painful because it was it was great in the beginning, but then it was unexpected when I realized, oh, they have a lot they need to work on. And oh, I have a lot I need to work on too. So it was very challenging. So this is kind of an example of how uh, the unexpected can be dealing with outside forces with a relationship. Um, and I think a lot of people go through this. You know, for me, I was single for so long. I still am. Um, I've been single for what, two and a half, probably three years now since my last serious relationship. Um, and so because of that, I think I've been, you know, when, when people come into my life, uh, it's unexpected and I get so excited and I'm like, this is amazing. This must be divine intervention. But really it's like, okay, dude, you need to really think about this. Like take it slow. And I've been watching this, um, this preacher, his name is Pastor Todd, Michael Todd, um, and he has this relationship series, and it talks about, you know, the first... I think fir- I know exactly what you're talking you know, about. Exactly. He has a book that people rave about. I think I know who you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really, he's really good, mm-hmm. um, and I was watching it for the first time this past week, and one of the episodes was about, um, 
uh, one of the episodes was about um, being like alone and not like alone lonely but being yourself being an individual um enjoying your singleness and people think singleness is like a pop culture term like being single going talking to people but no enjoying your singleness which means your individuality your self-identity who you are as a single person and when you get in a relationship with someone still you know emanating that and still being that you know your singleness enjoying your time alone I was like, dang, you know, that's really good. And I've been thinking about, you know, maybe I need to start enjoying that. And it's a whole other topic we can talk about in another episode. But that's something that's I've had to do my research on now. I'm doing my research like, okay, I want to watch things that are good for my soul. And they're going to help me to teach me, okay, how do I enjoy being on my own again? How do I um, enjoy my hobbies again, you know, and really focusing on that. And, you know, I've got my internship, my clinical internship right now. And that's a lot of work. So, um, you know, the unexpected for me has been very challenging and, you know, that self-blame kind of came up in me when you talked about with your example, I used to blame myself a lot, uh, you know, like, dang, you know, I did this again. How could I do this to myself? Wasting time, you know, but then I immediately have to avert to like positive kind of thoughts and say, you know what? It was an exciting experience. I got to have a companion for, you know, two, three months. It was nice. And I'm learning more about myself, you know, setting boundaries. So, you know, it's always like looking at the positive things. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and there's like, you know, kind of piggybacking off of, you know, what you just said. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's absolutely you have to, you know, training yourself to go to the positive isn't always easy. It's not easy. You know, it's something that comes with practice. And before you can even get there, you also have to be willing to sit in your feelings. Yes, yes. I allow myself to feel, okay, so... Which is so hard. A day or two after when I had broken up with this person, um, I didn't feel anything. I was like, I feel fine. But you know how you have that fight or flight response? You know, sometimes you, you either, you know, you instantly feel it. Me, I've noticed with even traumatic experience, it could be a breakup, it could be, uh, I was in a car accident before, I didn't feel it till the next day, because I was so concerned about the other person, so it was an example of, wow, I didn't feel sad at all when I broke up with this person, but I felt it two days later, and that's okay, but I allow myself to be sad, I actually drove my car, and just drove around, I put on Drake, I listened to some really sad stuff, Drake, yes, (laughs) I put on Party Next Door, I like listened to some sad stuff, I was just like, not crying, but I, I was really trying to um uh, really trying to like let it out you know absolutely you as know? you should mm-hmm. you know and if you don't let it out now it's mm-hmm. gonna let itself exactly. out later and exactly. you won't have any control over that you exactly. know how that'll look yes so that was a learning lesson for me and and something else you touched on too mm-hmm. which i think your story is a great example of is how the unexpected can bring you back to your values yes you know, how unexpected situations... Or reevaluate your values. Reevaluate like, your mm, values or bring mm-hmm. you back to your core mm-hmm. and where you started, you yes. know? Um, which is the beauty in the unexpected, mm-hmm. is being able to pull us back to our identities or pulling us to a place where we want to um, really envision a new version of ourselves, mm-hmm. a better version of ourselves. Exactly. And so... This is, and I'll get into it in a bit about you know what's worked for me, what has worked really well for me lately, and what hasn't. But I wanted to get to you now and talk a little bit about you know what's worked for you in these moments of the unexpected. It could be that example, or it could be other examples. Um, just to let people know what's worked for you, maybe that could work for them. 
Um, and what hasn't? What, what's something that you've tried and, you know? Well, I know for me, um, I'm a very verbal, expressive communicator. Mm-hmm. So every time something's bothering me, I have to express myself. Okay. I have to let people know. Good. So for me, it's really talking to people, whether it's talking to, you know, my mom about something or talking, you know, calling up my grandma. I'm really close with my grandma. So I'll call her up sometimes or even like a friend. But for me, it's really talking it all the way through to help process it and to help sit in it. And then I guess another thing that works for me um, is really like allowing myself to be sad. Yeah, allowing myself to be sad, maybe put on like have like my sad place yeah. playlist going, like you said, you yeah. had Drake and Party Next Door. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll have like some Alanis Morissette, uh-huh. Imogen Heap, <laughs> you know, yeah. or something going <laughs> on. And um, yeah, just really sitting in it and like letting myself cry. I think for a while, and maybe a lot of you guys can relate to this, but I think for a while I always felt like I had to be strong and like I couldn't sit in those feelings. Mm-hmm. And then you know, within the last couple of years, I found how important it is to sit in those feelings. Yes. And no matter how uncomfortable they are, we have to sit in the discomfort in yes. order for us to grow. And you know what? It's funny that you say that because I was just talking to my supervisor about this. Um, we were just talking about a client and this kind of is going with what you're saying. Yeah. Society tells us that it's terrible to feel, to have negative emotions, sadness, anger, um, resentment, um, doubt, uh, annoyance, you know, something that bugs you. Like society tells us, no, you can't have those feelings. No, those are bad. Those are bad. You can't feel that. You need to be strong. You need to be resilient. You need to not allow that, you know, but it's okay to feel that, but it's what you do with those emotions. You know, are you going to allow yourself to just like, you can sit there and sulk a little bit, but okay. Now are you going to take the steps forward to get better? You know, are you going to do your research on, you know, for your example, that, that disorder, um, to learn more. So I think that's a great example. You make a great example of not allowing your feelings, even though you do feel sad, n- not allowing it to affect your behaviors in a way that it's affecting your livelihood, you know, your day-to-day, getting sleep, eating, things of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. Sit with your feelings. Don't mm-hmm. let them consume you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, How about you? Um, for me, well, I would say, okay, so for this recent example that I just gave, so um, what helped me, and I've realized it's helping a lot, is whenever, okay, so whenever um break up with someone, right, and you go to all those places that you used to go to hang out, <laughs> uh, I know, you're, you're like, oh. I'm like, oh, that's it, because I've recently <laughs> gone through a breakup too, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so this is what I did. Um, the night I was sad, I actually drove to Chinatown, got some boba by myself, and Chinatown areas where we hung out a lot, um, this is one park where we used to hang out a lot. So I went to go get boba, where we used to get boba, and then I went to different spots in the park where we sat down and talked. And it helped to kind of normalize that area and to always, so that way, the last memory I have is just me there enjoying some boba by myself, looking at the Chicago skyline, looking at the Sears Tower, and that's what really helped me feel better. Like, I allowed myself and be like, I would talk to myself and be like, oh, I remember we were sitting here and we were talking about this or that. And I would sit right there and I'd just look at the skyline and just allow myself to feel sad and, you know, think about, like, the good times we had. And then that was it. And now I feel better. Now I can go back to that place and it's not, like, a, a space of, like, oh, my gosh, there's so much emotion attached to here. 
because there isn't anymore because I've just normalized that area. So I know that helps. I'm thinking of narrative therapy right (laughs) now. Yes, yes. Because you're reclaiming. Mm -hmm. You're Mm -hmm. reclaiming those spots. You're reclaiming those memories. And you're changing the narrative of those memories for yourself. So that, like you said, all that emotion, that pent-up emotion doesn't... So that it doesn't ruin those spots for yes, you. Because I'm sure exactly. you want to go back mm-hmm. there, you know, later yeah. on. I was actually talking to my therapist about this. And he said, you need to list out all the places you both have been to. And we haven't been to tons of places. But I already have, like, three places. I'm like, okay, I need to go here. I need to go here. I need to go here. So I can just normalize that area and make it not, you know, a memory of her and I. It's more just a memory of just me there enjoying my time by myself. Ooh, right? I love So that. not only am I enjoying my time by myself, my singleness... But I'm also kind of making sure that when I go back, I don't get those feelings anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what's really worked well for me. Um, What hasn't worked well for me, and it's hard to admit what hasn't worked well. It is. um, What hasn't worked well, I think, would be, I think sometimes going out when I know I shouldn't. Um, Going out and like, you know, going out and partying or whatnot. Like, it's good to get your mind off things, but sometimes I'd rather just have some wholesome time and with my friends and just relax or just talk things out with a friend. So I think that hasn't worked well for me because just for me at least. Some people mm-hmm. it does. For me at least it didn't work well for me. I think something else that didn't work well was mm, not acknowledging um, those negative emotions, kind of what we talked about, not, you know, acknowledging like, um, you know, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to have these moments. Okay to cry if you need to. Um, and I think I just kind of, I would often talk too much about that person to other people mm-hmm. and it wasn't really helping. It wasn't therapeutic. It was just me talking about how annoyed I was and frustrated. And so it's good to let that out initially, but then I continue to talk negatively about the situation. I'm like, okay, how much longer am I going to talk about the negative situation? Cause then that's all I'm going to think about. Well, yeah, and it's almost like that person still has power over exactly, you. Too. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Trust me, I know. Yes, you know, right? I know. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it's hard. And I love my girlfriends because, you know, they've been so awesome with hearing mm-hmm. me talk about certain people over mm-hmm. and over and over yes. again. And it's like you just can't help it. Yes. You can't, you can't help, help it. it. It's really hard. But like you said, eventually you do have to release that mm-hmm. just because um, you need to reclaim your power you know for yourself again to not let someone's energy or just their being you know impact you so much exactly and so that's why for um for like this time around this go around i've actually had and i think this is very important to note is that i've actually had like two guys no two three guy friends one of them being dj shout out dj um you know chicago shufflers hey chicago shufflers shufflers. um just three guys that I can go to to talk about my feelings and emotions. And he's come to me and I appreciate that. And so I think it's really important as a guy to just be able to express your emotions, be like, dude, I'm really sad or I really miss her or I'm really angry or this or that, you know, because when you can talk to another guy about that, you're normalizing expressing emotions to another guy. So I thought that was really helpful because I can talk to my female friends about it and they're that kind of caretaker role, Mm -hmm. but I want to talk to my male friends about it. So um, that's what's also really helped me. Um, And just, like I said, making sure I don't talk too much about that negativity of that person like I could have, you know, before, but not anymore. Yeah, and, you know, I I feel for, I mean, I'm not a guy, so I don't exactly know what it's like to be a guy. Mm -hmm. But I feel for you guys in terms of 
not being able to feel completely comfortable mm-hmm. releasing your emotions because there's so many different things telling you that you can or it's not right and let me tell you guys out there to anyone's listening like emotional te- intelligence is hot it's, you know mm-hmm. sensitivity is hot yeah. being in touch with yourself yes. in that it's way is it's a huge turn on yeah. it's very attractive and how awesome is it to i don't know it's almost like you're catering to yourself but mm-hmm. you're kind of being attractive at the, I don't yes. know, I would say, I don't, I don't know if I, if I said that in a no, weird you, way, no, no. but I don't know, feeding yourself is attractive. Yes. Overall. Yeah. Because yeah. other people want to see that you're doing the most to take care of yourself. You're putting in that work, you're putting in that time, you know, and when they, when other people see that it's very attractive because like, oh, I don't have to be a t- caretaker for this person. Um, so that's, that's really, which I was in this past relationship. I was mm-hmm. a caretaker basically mm-hmm. financially, emotionally, like a lot of things. And so it, it, it's something that taught me, oh, okay, I can't, I can't do that next time. I need to be very, okay, you got to figure out your own life. You, you got your own problems. Those are your problems. You got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and just showing empathy and support, I think is something that I had to learn and not having their problems be my problems, Yeah, you know? So yeah. that's another thing. Um, but for you, what, what hasn't worked? What hasn't worked? Mm-hmm. Probably same as you, just like going out and trying to get my mind off of it by going out mm-hmm. or, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just trying to like not acknowledge my feelings, trying to dismiss them, trying mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I'm okay. Or, you know, talk myself out of what I'm feeling, mm-hmm. um, same as you, you know, approaching your guys and talking with them and being, you know, fully transparent about your emotions with them. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm so grateful to my girlfriends. Um, when I went through a breakup recently, I literally, I'm an ugly crier. And I oh, I'm an ugly crier. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, same. I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> and, and I literally just like belted, like I was like a five-year-old child just crying. Yes, and I'm just so thankful good. that like my three girlfriends sat in a room with me and just like sat with me and cried with me and mm-hmm. like held my hand through Love it. Love your back. Like, oh my Aww. gosh. Yeah. So it was wonderful. But I I do think like going out like going out like and trying to get your mind off of things with like partying or hanging out with friends it could definitely help but Mm -hmm. it's definitely not a solve right for you know actually dealing with yeah it's not a solution to the problem you know no no not by any means or even like um I don't know trying to inject yourself into someone else if that makes mm-hmm. sense it does it yeah does. so trying to inject yourself into someone else or someone else's situation yeah. like that doesn't help either you know it's yeah. a distraction mm-hmm. most definitely it's a distraction but you know what is the end goal i think what's really interesting with you and i is that we've both experienced this during covid and we don't have that opportunity to just go out and just hang out and get our minds off of things like normal this whole time, all that people are doing is self-reflecting all the time. So you're, you're self-reflecting on your life, your relationships, whether they're romantic or just friends. Um, so I think, do you think that because we've both dealt with this during COVID, that in that self-reflection piece, like we're doing it all the time, do you think it's helped us recover faster than normal? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um I do think it has Mm -hmm. because I think we've, you know, given the situation of the pandemic, we've been forced to spend more time by ourselves, to process ourselves a bit more, to pause and just stop Mm 
mm-hmm. instead of go, 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 go. Um, so I definitely think that, um, you know, that's, that's a, I guess a positive, if you will, in terms of the pandemic is that self-reflection piece mm-hmm. and being able to sit down and really not only, you know, analyze yourself, but just analyze everything that, you know, made up that situation or relationship and, you know, all of that stuff, but it's still a process. I know for me, like I'm still processing and Mm -hmm. going through my process with my recent breakup, Mm -hmm. um, because it was a long time and I'm sure you are as well, being that these were both, you know, pretty big, um, relationships for the both of us. Yes, they were, they were. And um, you know, we'll get into more relationship stuff. I know I've actually talked to a couple of people. They want to hear more relationship stuff. So, oh, cool. um, we can, we can continue on the whole, uh, dealing with a breakup. Um, cause we, I've, I've talked about it in a past episode. Um, but I want to continue that and I want to get your perspective and pe- just because you and I have both gone through something recently. So it's fresh on our minds, in our hearts. Yeah. Um, Ooh, it's fresh. Yeah, I know. I know. Just talking about it, I could feel like, like in my yeah. heart, like right here in my chest. Yeah. I'm just like. <gasps> yeah. No, definitely. And even like our breakups with you know these people, those were unexpected. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for both of us, we envisioned a, a future, a solid future. You definitely. know, with these people, and not saying that can't happen again. You know, life works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. But it, it is hard dealing with that unexpectedness of not anticipating that person not being there yes. anymore. Yes. Not having them, you know, to call or yeah. to talk to things about or to do a mm-hmm. bunch of different activities with, yeah. you know, it's definitely an adjustment. Yeah. And that goes back to the whole, what I want to talk about eventually is that singleness piece, you know, it's like, okay, what, what did I do right in the relationship in ter- and what did I do wrong in terms of, was I too dependent on that person for my needs and wants or was I also taking care of myself and not just going to them all the time and then they're gone and now okay what do I do now so um I think yeah I think that's something definitely want to talk about um but I know for this last piece you wanted to discuss a little bit something about the unexpected as well with kind of grief grief yeah Yeah. I think um I really wanted to touch on this just because as you all know you know everyone listening we've had two major unexpected deaths um this year Mm -hmm. you know one with kobe bryant the next with chadwick boseman and i just think it's so interesting just because these unexpected losses that we've had as a nation um has really challenged a lot of us you know i think you know you have chadwick boseman you know who's black panther Um, you know, his most recognized role amongst other roles. And Mm -hmm. then you have Kobe Bryant, who I know for me, like, it seems like Kobe Bryant was around forever. Like Like, invincible. Literally invincible. So the challenging thing with unexpected loss is that it really makes us, I don't know, it really challenges those beliefs that we have. You know, those, those, things that we thought were so out of reach, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, like, I remember, like, when Michael Jackson passed away, for instance. Oh, my gosh. I remember where I was when that happened. I was... Same. I remember. It was... I was mind blown. Bro, I I was was at my family reunion. (gasps) I was at my family reunion. Oh, my gosh. In L.A., and all... Everyone was on the phone, like, no, like, no, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. But that's, like, another figure. It's, like, when we have these, 
you know, I just find it so interesting that when we have these celebrity figures and, mm-hmm. you know, we hold them on a pedestal um, and everything like that. And then and then they unexpectedly pass, pass like that. Yes. It's such Especially a shock. Especially when they're young. You know, Especially when, and, and it's such a shock to mm-hmm. so many people because it's like, you know, it's almost like it's like an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never thinking that an apocalypse would ever happen and then it happening, happens. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, well, same thing with this pandemic. You yeah. know, who would ever thought that we'd be where we are right exactly. now? And then it's exactly. happening. So it's really challenging us to. I don't know, reconsider how invincible we actually are. Yeah, because we often put, like you said, we put these people on a pedestal and they're, they're I don't want to say they are gods, but they, they look like they, people act, behave, make them think that they're gods. Like It's like if Beyonce died tomorrow or today. You know, oh, people yeah. would be like, oh, it's like, yeah, dude, she's just a normal human being, you know, living yeah. her life. She's normal just like us. She dies. She ages just yeah. like everyone else. Yeah. No one is exempt. Yeah. And so that's, I think, something, especially with COVID, is made some things um kind of people reevaluate you know because Definitely. there's a lot of people in this world who've lost family members um who've lost lo- loved ones uh who've lost children you know who they've had to bury their own children unexpectedly unexpectedly yeah right. Yeah, which is crazy. And so that's why, you know, both of us being in the mental health field, mm-hmm. we really know like how many people are struggling just to wrap their yes. heads around grief yeah. loss even adjusting um yeah and it could be it could be grief and loss and not only in people dying but also you you lost your job um mm-hmm. you can, you don't have that interaction with your for example you it's know the loss of interpersonal interaction. yeah and now you're yeah. stuck at home and then maybe you have a family household where you have three four generations of family members in one household mm-hmm. where do i get a private space you know mm-hmm. and then i need a private space for like if i want to do therapy telehealth yeah. like it's so much. Some people you know? are even like losing um, spaces that they call like that are sanctuaries right. for themselves. Like your you know? room it's supposed to be relaxing, but well, now like it's associated room. with work. Right? Well, yeah. Or like even people like having to stay home. Not everybody's home is a safe place. Yes. So exactly. even people not even like losing that one space that they can mm-hmm. call theirs outside exactly. of their home. Um, that too. So I just thought that was interesting in the topic of unexpectedness. Yeah. Just because it's really forcing us to look at, hey, we're not invincible beings. You know, we are human and things can happen, mm-hmm. even if they seem so far out of reach. What is one th- thing, well, I guess, what is one piece of advice you can give to people right now out of everything we talked about um, before we go that you can give to people to kind of give them any type of support, any guidance for dealing with the unexpected? Um... I guess the one piece, and this is funny because I actually, this relates to content that I'm learning in grad school right now, but Mm -hmm. um, without discomfort, there's no growth. Mm -hmm. That's what I would leave. So, yeah. Exactly. Um, I agree completely. Um, I think, I think just, I want to go back to the embrace your, those negative, quote unquote, negative emotions. Embrace the sadness, embrace the fear, embrace the anger, embrace it. Um, but don't allow it to fester in your heart. Um, so give yourself that space, the opportunity, you know, if you're upset or angry, go outside for a walk, you know, and, and allow yourself to be angry. You know, I put my head, my headphones on, I put my earpods in, pretend I'm talking to someone and I just talk to myself. So I don't look weird. So I don't look weird. And I talk to myself and I'm like, so how frustrated I am. And then I'm, and I go come back home and I'm like, ah, I feel better. So, you know, I would say that's the number one thing I want to give to people, um, do some self-care. Always do some self-care. Oh, self-care is number one. Yes. Number one always. Huge advocate for self-care. 
But um, that wraps things up for this episode. I just want to thank you again, Dana, for coming on and for the foreseeable future. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited to, you know, keep doing these mm-hmm. and, exactly. you know, just talk about different things. Yes. We're both very, we both love deep yes, talks. Yes, we do. And we do. just talks about life yes. in general. So I'm super excited. Plug your, plug your socials if you want. Where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram name is d-a-s dana bear again d-a-s dana bear that's my nickname um so yeah you can add me on instagram i don't have a twitter i may be making one soon i know i need to <laughs> jump into the new age or whatever but i'm an old soul yeah heart. but yeah what uh, what about you well everyone knows it's don manolo uh d-o-n-m-a-n-o-l-o and then you can um follow our instagram blissful mind podcast it's blissful mind pod p-o-d um if you have any questions at all please go ahead and dm the instagram you can message our facebook with blissful mind podcast and you can also just dm dm both of us directly if you want if you have a question or you can send an email to uh blissfulmindpod at gmail.com um but yeah, yeah. we want to hear from you guys so definitely yeah, seriously. Please let us know what you want to hear or whatever maybe. exactly and we'll be posting questions about future content we'll have like okay what do you think about this and we want to see what you all have to say so Um, Yeah, thanks again, everyone, for listening, and we will be back with another episode in two weeks. Talk to you later. Bye, guys. Bye.